Good evening and welcome to episode 9.5 of the Third and Short podcast. Before we go into anything, I'd like to issue an official statement. In the most recent episode, I did acknowledge Tom Brady as having more wins than Daniel Jones. Uh, I apologise to my family and friends and anyone who knows me. This was a mistake. Obviously, it was factually correct, but I don't know why I said it. Uh, I feel like I've let myself down. Um, you know, I've let, let everybody who knows me down. I've let probably England down as NFL fans. And I'd really like to apologise and just clear the air that I do not fucking like Tom Brady at all. <laughs> I hope that makes up for what I said. And uh, we'll move on to the next episode. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're here for episode 9.5. We've got the usual co-host, Tom, and producer, Jamie, who did take his bandana off for the sombre moment we had there. And we've got a special guest, my good friend, JP, John Porter. Um, he, we've been friends for over eight years, I think, now, mate. Uh, we met on the stand-up circuit started at almost the exact same time uh, the old frog and bucket days and then we've just become really good mates over through the comedy circuit and now more more so through nfl really um somebody i've often spoke to via twitter and facebook for uh, for nfl way before we've started doing this and way before i sort of had a group chat that i've got now that you're in but uh yeah we'll just um we'll just go straight in really mate and uh you know what was your I won't do any spoilers for people listening, but who do you support and what's your journey into NFL? What what gets you going and stuff? <laughs> what gets me going? Well, uh, <laughs> similar answers are going to be going to be the, the theme of the day. Here. No, I'm a I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. I have no real reason for that. In that I can't really remember the exact reason why. It's just one of those things. They were the first team that I ever really saw and heard about. And in terms of like other sport that are similar to a lot of the teams I support, as in they play in red, um, they have history and haven't won anything for quite a long time. <laughs> so, well, at least until this year, of course, but uh, in the case of one of my sports teams, so that leaves that door open. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think there was a natural connection. I just didn't realise it at the time. But uh, but yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to tell you the reason why. I think I was eight years old when I first picked up an NFL game. And the 49ers, for some reason, were the first in the list. I'm guessing it was some weird quirk of... Uh, 49ers, don't yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, in the in the, in the the more recent past, obviously, they seem to go with the S first. So, I, I would have been a... What would I have been? I think I would Arizona have been a Bengals. Cardinals or something like that. Yeah, man. which would have been fucking depressing. <laughs> I'm quite glad it worked out that way. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, 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 but I don't think I would have wanted it to go to Arizona. So, but we'll come, we'll come on to that in a sec. <laughs> but yeah, that well, having said that, they did just vote for the right president, so fair play. But uh, oh god, I'm gonna get us started. <laughs> Let's not get political. <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah. So that was kind of my entry, but I didn't really, I didn't really watch it. It wasn't really on British TV when I was growing up as like a, a small kid. It sort of appeared when I was a teenager. It started when the Patriots started getting good, unfortunately. Um, and then probably 2005ish, I think I started watching it on TV. Um, first game I saw was Denver versus Miami, so I could have chosen either of those teams as well. But thankfully, for everyone concerned, I didn't. <laughs> Um, I'd been following the Niners like the year before in terms of the results and stuff, but this was before I knew about TV coverage and things like that. Um, and yeah, since then, really, one of the other things that's got me quite heavily involved in the game, I used to uh, used to coach it in the in the Northwest. I coached at Bolton and Manchester in the in the youth league, sixteen to nineteen. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that. I think that kind of solidified it, although I think I would have still loved the game regardless. By the time I started doing that, it was, um, you know, it was, it was a big thing to me anyway. But, uh, 
But yeah, I think that was kind of like over the top. And since then, I've had to watch the 49ers go for false dawn after false dawn. So uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's to, to my mind, it's probably the best team sport in the world. And I think that's why I've stuck with it. The tactical side of it is, is massively interesting to me, which is one reason why that I coached as well. So, what were you? Was it a specific were you defensive coach, offensive coach, anything? Specific? I was, um, I was an offensive coach in every sense of the word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, paid, I, I paid at least one league fine. I was only, I started when I was 17, so like <laughs> I would have been playing age, but I just to. Like you can't see because I've sat down in this scenario, but I, I have a disability, so I was never going to be able to play. So um, it's kind of like my route into the game, really. I think I would have played. I had I been physically capable, I would have absolutely loved to have played. And there is a small part of me one day that would like to get to a physical point where I could maybe not play a game, but at least play, you know, a short spell from for like one of the teams that I used to coach. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I feel a long way from it right now, nine months into lockdown, but. Uh, <laughs> You never give up on your dreams, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a Blackpool fan, mate, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. No, I, um, I know you, as we touched on the coaching there, but what, what aspect was, was the, the hardest in terms of coaching? Was it learning all the different plays or, or was it get control of the players? I think the biggest thing and probably something that a lot of people don't appreciate is you can know the game really well, but until you coach it, it's, it's quite different. Um, the things you kind of have to coach. You see a player on television, you can probably understand it. You can understand why they've done it. What you don't necessarily know is how to coach that and how to get people to do it the way that you want them to do it and things like that. Um, that was probably the hardest part because we were obviously like the way, way most people get into the game in this country is to watch the NFL. Uh, but we were running like college style, high school style players. So that's a big difference. We were running like single wing type shit. I sound like David Brent when I say that, <laughs> don't I? Um, MC Hammer type shit. But yeah, like we were, um, yeah, we were running something very different to what you see on television. So that was quite an adjustment. And uh, I think it is for players too. But once you get into it, I don't think it was that difficult in a lot of ways. If you understand the game, you can do it. It's just about relating to people and sometimes it's about trying to get it to a level because you might understand it but it's like trying to get it to a level that like someone who hasn't maybe only picked up pads for the first time five minutes ago can understand that's probably the hardest part of it mm, interesting that it's, it's uh i say i i did a little bit on you on the previous episode where i said you're the first person we've had on for no real motive other than you're a fan but i guess i'm heading towards more of your coaching yeah. side of it because I am quite interested in that. It's not really something we've spoken in depth about over the years. Um, so, I mean, I'll hand over to Jamie and tell them see if they've got anything to ask you because I know I can just run away with things and take over a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how, how did you get into it? How did you get into that? Because like, yeah, no, it's obviously not big over it. Is it? That's that's an interesting one. Um, it probably won't surprise you given my eyesight is terrible and I'm on a online podcast that I'm actually a huge nerd as well. I work in IT, so <laughs> spent most of my teenage years, especially with the disability, spent most of my teenage and like formative years on the internet. Um, back in 2007-ish, around about the time of the first NFL Wembley game, there was a football I think it's still there, but I think it's changed a bit now. NFLUK.com, which has now kind of merged into the NFL website. There was a forum on there, and I was chatting to a couple of guys based in like the Bolton and Manchester regions. And I think I was, yeah, I was running a website myself at the time. 
for the NFL. Obviously, there wasn't a huge market for it back then. I was probably slightly ahead of my time. Um, but talked to two guys that basically wrote stuff for me, and they said, oh, we're forming a team in, in Bolton. Would you, you know, would you come down and help out? And I'm like, well, I don't really know what I can do, you know, because, like, as a... <laughs> as a teenager with physical disability you're sort of like well, what the fuck can I do to help a, you know, an American football team out um, but they, they convinced me to do it and I'm really glad they did because it probably changed a large portion of my life I probably don't give it as much credit now as I, as I probably should do I think if I hadn't gone out and got involved when I was 17 I think yeah, my life would have been very different so yeah they, they kind of dragged me into it really I was very like low confidence um teenager and I took a lot of convincing and like convincing that people would understand that I couldn't necessarily do physical things you know coaching I could do some of it but I'm never going to be well unfortunately I'm never going to be able to hit anyone although I do have a story on that one which is uh, yeah it's quite funny but like yeah I think um, yeah I think it was just they basically just talked me into it I spoke to the guy who ran the Bolton team um, he coached for quite a long time in this country and he played sort of in the 80s around the last boom period they sort of convinced me to come down and, and I never really left I kept doing it for like I did so three years at Bolton and two at Manchester so I mean I was doing it for five years and it seemed to go by in a flash and I still kind of miss it you know yeah that's I mean can you can you do your coaching badges in it because I've got my level one football coach for footy like is there a way to get into it that way like do you have to do coaching badges to do it or yeah, they, they've changed, they've actually changed it since I um, since I kind of stepped away. Although it's still broadly the same. There's an organisation called BAFCA, which is like the British American Football Coaches Association, and they make you sit um, kind of like practical examination. The first one, unless it's changed, which it may have done, but certainly back when I was doing it, the first one is is like around coaching basics of blocking and tackling and health and safety, basically. You pass that, you can be an assistant coach anywhere, basically. Um, then you get more complicated. It becomes more position-focused. You can do level two. I think there is a level three. Uh, I don't know anyone that has it. I'm sure it might be different now. Uh, but, yeah, the, the, basically, it's similar to football. I think perhaps less complicated to, to gain it. But certainly um, certainly back then, it was, yeah, it was do you do this course and then you, you'll be able to register as a coach kind of thing. Loads of people got level ones back in the day. I think it is harder now. I think you have to like re almost like refresh it every few years. But uh, back then it was like a one and done type thing. So I know uh, you're a 49ers fan. You've been over to San Francisco, haven't you? Yeah, I've been twice. Um, <laughs> it kind of leads on to from the previous answer, I guess. Like I, I was a very unconfident 17-year-old. Uh, but by the time I was in my 20s, I gained the ability to kind of be like, well, if I want to do something, there's only me that's ever going to have the opportunity to do it. I can't, nobody else is going to make me do it. If I want to do something with my life, I don't just want to, you know, be let my, I hate to say this because it sounds so wanky, but like, let my disability define me, then that then that's going to happen unless I do something. And one thing I always wanted to do was was go out go out to America. One, I wanted to visit America anyway. Two, I really wanted to see my team play. Um, so I went out in 2015 and uh, yeah, it was strangely emotional experience. I can't, I can't lie. Um, it didn't really hit me, I don't think, until I was actually sat in the in the stadium and you're kind of looking at the, it was before kickoff, but I'm looking at the scoreboard and I was just like, 
someone would have told me when I got into the NFL when I was 17, like 15, 16, 17, that when I was 25, I'd be sat in the stadium with my team. I would have pissed myself laughing. It would have been impossible. <laughs> no, like, I've been to the Wembley games and stuff, but like that's that's kind of the extent I always thought I would have because you could travel. I could travel within my own country without too much issue, but I'd never tried to travel alone really that much. I'd done it a couple of times, but not not that distance and not with that much bloody physical exertion. I mean, Christ, of all the teams to support, I think San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) The hilliest place in the US, probably, you know. (laughs) So it was, uh, so that that was difficult, but I I would do it all. I mean, I did it again two years later, but I would still do it again. One of the biggest things on my list for whenever things get back to normal is to get back out there again. I absolutely love San Francisco. Beautiful place. I love yeah. looking at your pictures at the time, uh, from both times. It's it's really... Uh, I think, I can't remember, one of the games of both games, you were really close to the sideline as well. Yeah, that's a very good point. I can't believe I forgot that. I actually got on the sideline um, in 2017. I was... I can't really remember how it happened because I basically had sunstroke. It was a very long day. So I managed to pick the only time in San Francisco they've ever had a heat wave for about 60 years. Um, and I was basically, like, I was struggling a bit because, like, I exert myself when I'm walking anyway. And, uh, but I got to the stadium really early because it's not easy to get to Levi's with it being like a, I think it's about 45 minutes out of San Francisco. Um, and it's a bit of a pain in the ass to get to, so organized got on this organized bus kind of thing to is, to is leave it in santa clara or san jose yeah it's in santa clara, santa clara yeah um basically it's right on the edge of where all the tech companies are which i think was the plan to kind of bring mm. money in at the time it's backfired a little bit because santa clara aren't very happy with us at the moment um, but yeah it, it's miles away and like i getting on the bus i got there at i think like say it was a one o'clock kickoff i think i got there at like 11 and they don't really open the gates that early so kind of hanging around in the heat and it is literally like the middle of nowhere i'm trying to think of like an english equivalent to that there's like i suppose Wembley is similar it's kind of, although it is in the middle of like a pretty heavy industrial area there's, there's fuck all around there so like you basically and with it being california you're basically the desert and it's red hot so i was just like uh, this this might be the end, but at least I'm in the right. But, you know, this is this is the second time around. This is the second time around. I went earlier in the year, um, and like I say, I just timed it. Well, I timed it well. I mean, Christ, I'd do anything to go back there and do that week again. But that particular day was very difficult. But yeah, in the course of struggling with the heat and stuff, basically was talking to a few guys at the stadium and things like that. One, one person, I've no idea how this happened, one person recognised me from two years ago, which given that I'd lost a lot of weight, I wasn't really sure how to think about that. <laughs> I suppose I have got quite a distinctive look to me when I'm moving around, so maybe that was it. I can't imagine you see a great deal of people that walk like I do. But um, yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm, sitting in the, I'm sitting in my seat and a guy comes up to me and says, say, hey, I've got a spare field pass here, do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like, oh, almost oh. like, am I hallucinating right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I went on the went on the sideline for roughly about an hour before the game. Um, was messing up. <laughs> Funny enough, I ended up near the medical tent, which seemed like the right place for me to be. <laughs> um, but no, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I can barely comprehend that now, which is probably why I forgot forgot about it until you just mentioned it. I watched the video occasionally because I did a video while I was down there. 
it's hard for me to comprehend, especially when I see it on television, it's hard for me to like comprehend that, hey, I was stood there, like it was literally yeah, yeah, about yeah. five metres away from the field, you know. It's, three, uh, three and a half thousand miles away. And so, it, it's yeah. one of the most surreal experiences in my life, in all honesty. It's a shame the game was shit, because if we won that game, <laughs> I, I think it would have... I think it would have topped the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Did you win the first game you went to? Yeah, so we won it. <laughs> At least you got one. <laughs> yeah, we, we won it. So we, so we beat the Falcons in 2015. Also, I have a thing for recalling random bits of information, so it's going to be quite detailed. We won in 2015 <laughs> against the Falcons, and I still remember it because I'm convinced that I've somehow influenced the result because... I can't fathom why Mike Smith, who was coaching the Falcons at the time, when they were down, I think they were down 19-13, to Blaine Gabbert, by the way, which tells you how bad the Falcons played that day. <laughs> um, they were down 19-13 with about four minutes left. They had a fourth and one at our 10, and they kicked a field goal. I still don't know why, but we ended up winning the game because of that. <laughs> and I was kind of just sitting there like, I feel like I've had some sort of divine intervention on this. <laughs> there was absolutely no way we should have won that. We were playing two defensive backs off the street, basically. I think we'd signed on like Wednesday. Um, playing Gabbert was at quarterback. You should never win a game with playing Gabbert at quarterback. Maybe that's why you got the field pass in the second game. You thought <laughs> well, if I'm honest, out of the two games... Lucky charm. Exactly. Yeah. But out of the two games I went to, I thought we had more chance of winning the second one. Because by, <laughs> although it was Shanahan's first game, I, I figured we'd be in better shape. But we had Brian Hoyer at quarterback. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to touch on quarterbacks for the 49ers, what's your stance on, on Kaepernick? Um, ah, Kaepernick. I thought you were going to say Garoppolo because I thought you were. I, too- I, I, am gonna, <laughs> I am going to come to that. That's coming. <laughs> um, do you know what? I think I think people I think I'm going to say this and I'm going to upset some people, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think Kaepernick had a similar career trajectory to what we're seeing out of Lamar Jackson now, and it's probably no coincidence it's the same OC that's in charge. Kaepernick to me was certainly in those first two years was an unbelievable talent. I think people forget he was ten yards away from winning the Super Bowl, and he was probably about. If you account for the tip from Malcolm Smith, he was probably about two yards from getting to another one. And some of those passes he threw in those games, I still have that memory in the championship game that we lost. I still have the memory of him throwing that jump pass to Anquan Bolden, which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen on a football field. He was a clear talent. What what happened to him, I think a lot like happened to a lot of the 49ers, is that our coaching got a little bit stale on the hardball. I think he tried to change him into more of a classic quarterback, which I never really understand why NFL coaches do that. It's probably a deeper discussion, but like, I think they they move away from people's natural talent, and that was what I felt we did with Kaepernick. He was such a good player, you know. He, he had such talent. The fact that he's out of the league right now, when you see some of the the jobbers that are starting every week at Absolutely. quarterback for some teams. I, I, I cannot, fa- I mean, I can, I know exactly the reason why everyone knows the reason why I've nearly got us thrown off Spotify once. So I won't say it again, but <laughs> everyone knows why he's not in the league, but on a talent, le- this is the thing. I can't understand why people say, Oh, well, you know, he's no better than, he's no better than some of the starting quarterbacks. No, he's not, but he's a damn sight better than some of the backups. And he's probably mm. better than 50% of the starters. Uh, he probably he's- isn't now. Because the longer he goes without playing, yeah. obviously the tougher it is to get back in. I don't know of any NFL player that's come back after like four years on the sidelines. I think that's almost impossible. Well, we've got a coach in Gruden, haven't we? He's been on 10 years that, now. That's the thing. 
Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a rarity in itself, isn't it? You know, like that's that's unusual. Um, but no, I thought he was a tremendous talent. I, I still, I think we cut him loose too early, but I think that was a political decision more 100%. than anything. Hundred percent. It's a shame he's come out today, hasn't he, and said like, "I'm still, I'm still ready." With all the injuries that are sort of going on at the moment and stuff, he's like perfect time now. For yeah, of course it was. Someone like, like the Bengals. Just yeah, why not? Goal. Why not? What have you got to lose? <laughs> Spot on. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. What What do you have to lose? Yeah. What What are yes. your, even like go to the Cowboys? What are your options? Start Andy Dalton or start Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. yeah. I know which one I'd rather have. You know, but like. Yeah. I don't know. No, no one wants to be that person who takes that risk. I think that's yeah. what it is. Nobody wants Even to be the Washington, one. Washington, you could sit behind Alex Smith. Of course you could. Um, and, then, and, then, and then go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, the, 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 they are... Well, you'd like to think they're past the, the political side and the, the race issues, you know. The, the NFL have come out and said they got it wrong. So, he, he's got to pay up, yeah. <laughs> Antonio like. Brown has a job, but, you know... Well, exactly. (laughs) Well, the guy who was in the Giants, former Giants players, Baker, who had the... uh, Yeah, the Andre Baker, yeah. Straight uh, back in. Super Bowl champions. Probably going to get a ring this year. (laughs) His charges um, didn't go ahead because of a technicality. Uh, yeah, he's clearly done something. He shouldn't and even done. even like your Kareem Hunts and people like that, even Peterson for Christ's sake, you know, it's not it's not a, not been that many years since he was beating his kid with a <laughs> switch, which I don't know how he managed to get one before Nintendo put my general release. But, um, yeah, like it's not been that long, and yet he's back in the league, and nobody seems to mention yeah. it. Anyway, I, don't, I don't know. I just find the whole thing bizarre, really. But I, I like to say it's a bigger thing. It's a deeper thing than the NFL, isn't it? I think that's yeah. that's that's the uh, biggest. He's very talented, Kaepernick. Um, going to waste there, and like you said, teams could use him. Um, yeah. if, if not a starter, as a backup at the very very least. He isn't going to be bothered about money, is he? Let, let you know. No. Let's be honest. He's not going to demand anything. He'll want to get back into the game. He's clearly got a love for the sport. Yeah, I mean that's always been one of the arguments, hasn't it? That like, oh, he wants too much money. I'm like, well, he's never actually stated what his demands are. Yeah. And he walked away from like. 18 million with us I think you know like he could have been traded to Denver I seem to remember before we cut him and he would have to, he would have had to take less money and he, he, you know he, he didn't do it but I don't know if that was more on his side or ours it just the whole thing's a mess it really is it's a yeah. shame he's out of the league he's, it's he's, a shame. he was an absolute to me he was he was up there and I think it's funny to think how if Harbaugh doesn't call a timeout, and no, I'm not still bitter about it. If Harbaugh <laughs> doesn't call a timeout when Frank Gore's got a clear run at the end zone, he's got one Super Bowl ring. And to be honest, but for Richard Sherman, he would have got to at least another Super Bowl. And I think we would have won that game. You know, that, that's, the, that's the hurtful thing about it all for me. Like, there's so many what-ifs with Kaepernick. I've always wanted to, like, write an alternate history, I guess, where, like, that sort of, you know, those sort of things go... Go his way and go Harbaugh's way too. Perhaps Harbaugh would still be in the league. I don't think he would be with us because it sounded like it was untenable. But like, it's not worked out for anyone involved in that in that Forty Niners team. Everybody's either like moved on or or left or is now in you know a different game, you know, college game or whatever. It's it's weird how like one event just changes the whole course of history. You know. Yeah. Something that one. Uh... Oh, go on, Jamie. I was just gonna say I can't see you use the word job. It's like one of my favorite words ever. So I was just going to ask, who do you think is the jobber of the NFL quarterback-wise? Who's the worst quarterback in the league? There's a question for all of us. Is this if no one's injured? Because, like, the obviously, starter. the backup's being in. 
let's go for Ivy if you want to go start and then back up if you want to include that as well. Look, we're starting out of the 32. Let's go for that. I'll let you guys go first while I have a think about it. <laughs> we're starting with it. Carson Wentz. Wentz is yeah. a good shout. Wentz is a good shout. Especially this season, that... but he does have a Super Bowl. Which is an odd thought, really. And well, the other thing is, I might have said Nick Foles, but he's also got he one does. from the <laughs> same team. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of can. It amazes me how average some of the quarterback players. Like you know, I've heard it said before that like there's not 32 good quarterbacks in football, and anybody that watches the NFL on a Sunday knows this to be true. Because even when everyone's healthy, um, you know, there's not a great deal of talent out there. Um, no, I mean, I mean to be fair, like. Now I've said that, it strikes me as a slightly outlandish statement. There are a lot of good quarterbacks, but I notice the bad teams have bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Do you I have that? Go, I think I'll stick with Wentz. I think I'll stick with Wentz. He's he's gone off a cliff. I don't don't quite know what's happened to him. Brilliant. Do you have that player? Do you have that player that you hate the most in the league? Like if you go to Tom, he absolutely despises what's he, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Matt Russell hates. Yeah. Matt hates Tom Brady. Tom's got a list. I, I, could, I could give you. I could be here all night. To be honest, I am. I am possibly the angriest NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which just adds up to why you're my favourite person. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that watches my Twitter him, on a Sunday will know this. Um, <laughs> I, I am. I am a very, very angry man when it comes oh, to the end. A little bit of a chance for you to plug your Twitter there, mate. What's your Twitter handle? It's at uh, J Porter Comedy, I think. For certainly give that, John a follow. Uh, it's well <laughs> worth it. Uh, we we talk back and forth regularly on Twitter. Uh, I think we often try and bait each other out a little bit, but we we know we're, we're too <laughs> too good of mates to to take it too seriously and too we know we know each other too well. I think. Yeah, um, there's definitely a couple of times I would have pushed it further if I wasn't yeah, friends with you. Yeah, and, and same, I didn't know same. very well. But, we're, we're too good of mates to, to sort of cross any sort of boundaries, I think, where we, we might upset each other. Um, but there's definitely been times when I've definitely felt like one of us is winding me the one up here. Uh, <laughs> and we, we both know it it's as well. dial it back a bit. Yeah, we both know it. And we both, we're both very similar in our sort of um, opinions on things, I would say. Yeah, um, I to, think so. To, to know what sort of ticks each other's boxes, if you will. Um, but yeah, certainly get on get on Twitter and give John a follow up. To answer the initial question, it's probably Russell Wilson, and the other reason should be obvious. It would have been Richard Sherman, but we had to go and fucking sign him. So that, that, that really did me. Um, yeah, I think it's Wilson, and it's not necessarily. I, I don't like him as a person. I think he's false, but like I also don't like him because he's a good quarterback, and I hate that. It seems like no matter what we do to him, he somehow pulls out the win every fucking time. Apart from last year when Dre Greenlaw won us the NFC West by like half an inch, which is probably <laughs> one of the best endings to an American football game I've ever seen. Along with the one where they threw an, uh, an interception in the end zone in the Super Bowl, that was quite a lot of fun too. From what <laughs> no, it wasn't because it was against Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? That's how much I hate Russell Wilson. It was the one time I didn't care that Brady won the Super Bowl, which is quite a powerful thing, really. Uh, I think I've wanted him to lose every Super Bowl he's been in, except that one. <laughs> Probably the only time I've ever been a Pats fan. So we've we've spoke about good quarterbacks and we've spoke about bad quarterbacks. Jimmy G, where just where just stand on him, mate? I don't think he's one or the other, which is what makes it difficult. It's such an absolute thing now. Is like, do you do you rate him or do you not? I think there's reasons to rate him. I think there's reasons not to. 
Um, he's on a lot of money to be what he is for us, but I think what people... At the end of the day, you don't come within one pass of winning the Super Bowl without being half decent. I think he was excellent most of last year. People say, oh, he was carried a bit, like especially in the playoffs because we ran the ball so well, but it doesn't really follow that because the only reason we ran the ball so well is because neither the Packers or the Vikings seem to want to tackle us. Why do you go away from what's working? You, you wouldn't, yeah. As a coach, you don't say, oh, this is working. I'm going to have my quarterback throw it 40 times, unless you're in the Super Bowl, Shanahan, obviously. Um, you know, And even in the Super Bowl, if we'd stuck with the ground game, we were leading by 10 points, we would have won the game. That, that's the thing. And that changes perceptions. If he walks away from last season with a ring, he could have the exact same season he's having this year and no one would question it. But because we lost the game, naturally people raise questions. And I do get why he missed some passes. The interception was one of the worst passes I've ever seen. And I used to coach the youth league, so that should tell you how bad it is. But I don't think he's terrible. I don't necessarily think he's top tier, but he's still better than a good percentage of the quarterbacks. I think we need to be looking long term. I think we need to look at who the next guy is. Um because one of the other things, of course, he's been injured most of this season. So yeah. what it has conclusively proven is that Nick Mullins is absolutely fucking useless. Which, <laughs> to be fair, I was on that bandwagon a long time before anybody else was. Although the Giants uh, made him look like Prime Brady. <laughs> well, I mean, he's had a few good games, so don't, don't feel too bad. He tore the Raiders <laughs> apart a couple of years ago. Um, I didn't mention that on purpose. Well, maybe was, he, was that the Thursday night football game, I think? Yeah, that was the, like... I can't remember what it. I didn't even watch that game, Matt, because it was on at like it was on at like stupid o'clock, and I had work, and I was like, "Well, we're going to be shit because like half the team's out injured." Woke up in the morning, the 49ers beat the Raiders 31-3 last night. I'm like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so yeah, I think it's conclusively proven that we don't have another answer on the roster, um, which is the other thing. Like, we need to sort that side out. I, I'm happy to see him for another year. I think he's. I think he's suffered this year. Our offensive line is terrible, which is something that and, and not enough people shine a light on. We are bad, with the exception of Trent Williams and McGlinchey. Although McGlinchey occasionally plays like a fucking turnstile, so it is kind of depends. McGlinchey, first-round pick recently. Uh, first-round pick, McGlinchey, yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. It was the, I think it was the one where, where we won the coin flip. And yeah, that's what I remember. McGlinchey. Because I think you were going to take McGlinchey. I can't remember who you took. We you took dropped another tackle. Colton Miller. That's um, it. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember really his name. Well, really well now. Yeah, I mean, really. it, it looked it looked an odd one at the time, but you know, he's worked out pretty well. I like McGlinchey, but he's just capable of making mistakes. But everything everything other than those two, Tomlinson at left guard. Yeah, um, we're we we're on to like so many centres this season that I think I might be getting a flight out the way things are going. <laughs> um, I've certainly got the body for it at the moment, so maybe I don't know. And then right guard is just again, it's just a we need to fix that. I think that's the thing. Like we've done well to acquire weapons. We've got Kittle, Ayuk, and um, Samuel, who are three great players. Oh, I do like Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Juice is unreal in it, Who's by the way. That oh, yeah, he's really good. I, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Samuel because he's done it for longer, but I yeah, think both of them are really, really class players. And it proves that Shanahan can find those players, which is a big thing. Uh, but we are lacking O-line badly. I think that's something we need to fit. I don't think it's fair to judge a QB when his line are playing that badly. Um, mm. 
So I, I think he probably deserves one more year, but he's going to be on a short leash next year, which I hope doesn't overshadow, you know, overshadow the season because often it can, can't it? When yeah. when there's like, having said that, I would have said that about David Carr, uh, not David Carr. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, calls him, everyone calls him David. Derek Carr, there we go. Yeah, I would have said that about him probably eighteen months, two years ago, and I think he's pretty entrenched in the job now. So sometimes Absolutely. it's just catching lightning, isn't it? Just for like six months or whatever, and you yeah. you're good to go. I think playing for, for Carr certainly playing in the same system with there's certainly a solid O line, the most expensive defensive line in football. Um, he's he's. As you mentioned, it's so important to to protect your quarterback because Derek Carr's having a, a career season so far. Yeah, playing really well. And he's well protected, so that you know is a big thing that you mentioned there. And I think perhaps some people who aren't as into NFL as, as others don't realise how important that uh, offensive line is. As I mentioned, there Colton Miller's playing really well. He's probably mm. going to get paid in a couple of years. We've got Trent Brown, who's played about 30 seconds this year. Um, he's <laughs> yeah, he's had no look at all, has he, Trent Brown? Uh, he did nearly die, I think, a couple of... Uh, that's not yeah, with the lung. Yeah. Um, so that, I'll let him off for that one. Um, <laughs> but um, I think he, was, he collapsed. He's got another out. lung he could have played with. Yeah. Jimmy I mean, Wadlund does it for the boys. <laughs> I think he's, what, six foot nine, about 500 pounds or something ridiculous. Um, so he can probably function on one lung and one leg. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we're probably not going to... Uh, take Trent Brown past his contract so that'll free up some money to then pay Colton Miller and then I think we'll probably my prediction after speaking with Mark who we had on last week who's in the group chat as well my prediction is we'll Mark Steele Mark Steele not Mark Steele as the producer put in the uh, comments just so you know you're going to go down as JT yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jam Jam Porter yeah um, but um yeah, we. I think we'll take a, a young um, tackle uh, again. And Mark was sort of alluding to it taking a bit of while for tackles to sort of get up to speed from college to the NFL. Um, so that's, I think, what what the plan, the long term plan, will be for us anyway. Um, I forgot. I think um, what what are you expecting this season? What, I was about what, to say, yeah. What's yeah. the best case for for Forty Nineers this season now? It's really hard to say, isn't it? I I feel like we're in the position we were probably couple of years back when it was like do we want to keep winning games or do we want a better draft pick as it was we kept winning games and got the draft pick we needed to get Bosa which worked out really well um, I don't think we're going to have the same look this year well <laughs> um, I don't know it's, 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 it's a tough one because technically we're not out of it but I cannot see a scenario where where we get back in I think we have to win almost every game remaining and yeah. I think we will win some. I've looked at what we've got left. I think we'll win some of those games, but I just it, we're in a really tough spot, and I do kind of fear maybe it's the maybe it's the PTSD. I'm not sure because we've been here before and we've ended up in like massive rebuilds. Um, cap wise, it doesn't look good, and I think that's the big problem. Like, what do you do going forward? We've got guys who are earning a significant amount of money that are on injured reserve. D Ford is on a huge contract. We can get rid of him, but then it's like, okay, so now you've not got D Ford. I mean, he's yeah. not played much, but it's like, what do you, what do you do there? Garoppolo's a question because he's, I think we're on the hook for something like some ridiculous sum, might be seventeen, nineteen million next year if we keep him around. So we kind of have to answer that question. Um, we've still got to pay guys like Fred Warner, who's probably our best defensive player. We've 
Only got two defensive backs on the contract for next season, which could be a slight problem. We need to decide what to do with Sherman. He's yeah. been out pretty consistently for... He's been here three years. I think he's been out for, like, probably being generous, probably about half a season of that. So you, you have calls to make, and I, I, th- I think it'd be interesting to see how we navigate it. I've got a lot of faith in the guys in charge. I don't, This isn't a Trent Balk situation. I'm not sitting there going, oh, Christ, we're going to draft 10 players with ACL injuries or anything like that. <laughs> But I, I do wonder how we're gonna how we're gonna remake things, and I think for the rest of the season, it's just I think we'll just play as hard as we can, and what we end up with, we end up with. Yeah. If we sneak in the playoffs and we get people back, I would never count us out with Shanahan at the helm. But I can't see a scenario where we actually do that at the moment. But then again, people are still tipping the books for the Super Bowl. So <laughs> is uh, is Jimmy done for the season, or is he back sort of towards the end? It, there's a suggestion that if there was something to play for, he could be back in like the latter weeks of the season. I don't think it'll get to that if yeah. I'm if I'm being honest. And to be honest, with the injuries had, then the fact that they rushed him back the first time, yeah, you don't probably want to be rushing him back. Safe unless like, it's like a, if we're in a situation with like two weeks to go in the season where it's like if he comes back and we can win those two games in the playoffs, yeah, I think he'll be back. But like I say, we we have to win almost every game, and there are some parallels in. 49ers history. I think I saw last week after after we got beat that in 91 we were in the same position. We won every game remaining and got through to the playoffs. Now, do I think this team can do it? With people back, yes. Uh, with who we've got at quarterback, it's, we're leaning on the running game a lot and yeah. half of them are out injured. So it's just a, it's a really shit situation we're in. I think... I feel really downcast saying that. I'm often quite. I've, I see myself as realistic, but a lot of people don't see it that way. I think we're. <laughs> I think we're a very good team, but we've lost a lot of talent, and it's hard to see. It's hard to see how we can recover from that. But you, you yeah. just never know. You, you honestly just never know. It, it might be. It might be good for us. Sport, though, isn't it? Anything can happen. But it's a very tough division that they're in as well. Everyone but yourselves are on a mm. winning season, and you say you're four and six. And you've still got a face, is it, two of the NFC East, the worst division? Yeah, we've got, I think we've got, uh, yeah. I think we've got what's left. In Cowboys the and Washington, and then yeah. next week, isn't it? And then your divisional games against Seahawks and Cardinals. So if we, can beat the, if we can beat the Rams, which is something we're surprisingly good at, even when we're not playing very well, there's a glimmer. But beating the Seahawks is going to be tough. Yeah. And beating the Cardinals is going to be tough, especially if Murray's doing his baseball slides to get 15-yard penalties again. Yeah. He's another guy that's working yeah. his way up the hit list. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think Agreed he's an absolutely that. wonderful talent, but he's an absolute shit-ass of a player because he's <laughs> plays for penalties all the time. Hail Murray. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that he's, tra- he's put a trademark in for... More Hail Murray. Hail Murray. Hail Murray. That that's again that's another reason. When you do it yourself, quick. it's just it's not right, is it? Just let it happen what? naturally. But when he's yeah. like, I'm gonna trade about this, I'm gonna get the shits and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Wilson did that, didn't he? Did he not trademark let Russ cook a few weeks ago? And he's still like... <laughs> oh, he is a knob. He is a knob. Russell Wilson could do whatever he wants, though. So, right? <laughs> so when I first went to San Francisco, he um, he just started endorsing that uh, bottle of water that he was claiming healed concussions before he had to step back from it. I don't think what it was called now, but I actually bought some while I was there. Now, I've never had a concussion, so I can't verify if it worked. <laughs> it's one of those where you buy it. I, I just but it bought it. But it got you down on the pitch. 
Well, that's the thing, you know. I bought, I bought it because it was bottled water, and then went, "Hey, this is the shit that Wilson endorses." <laughs> like, what was this? So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, they both have a habit of putting themselves in the uh, in the public eye. I, I like both. You know, they're both. I can't say they're bad players as much as I would like to, but I don't like the way they play the game, especially with the way that the rules protect quarterbacks now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to raise it while I'm on the podcast. Somebody getting a 15-yard penalty for sack injury breeze is a strange one. I have yeah, to say. <laughs> it was. That was a poor, poor call. It's just one of those, and I, I do this sometimes, especially if I've got work the next day. I'm quite a loyal fan, and I, I watch every game pretty much, especially now because I live on my own, so I'm not disturbing anybody if I'm up at like four in the morning. But <laughs> yeah. there's times where you see a call like that, and you just go, right. I think I'd better go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So who's going to win the Super Bowl, JP? I am going to go, and I know it's probably a cliche pick at this point, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I haven't seen anything that tells me that anyone could beat them. I know they're in the AFC, so they've got to go past the Chiefs at some point. But I said to you, well, I said the other, the other day to you guys, I see a bit of vulnerability in the Chiefs this year. They're still an incredibly good team, but I think it's a bit like the Patriots back in the early 2000s. You get the impression they will win most games that they play, but if one team plays perfectly against them, I think they can be beat. And I think if anyone's going to do it, I think it'll be the Steelers. And let's be honest, whatever comes out of the NFC ain't going to beat them. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a top team. I, I, I think both, there are teams that could give them a good game, but I don't think there's a team that can beat them. Um, even, from, even from the West, if you look at the three teams that are, that are there, I have doubts about all three in pressure situations. The Cardinals and Seahawks both have dodgy defences. Uh, Seahawks have got the, the, the most points to see. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And like the Rams have got Jared Goff so you know it's uh it's it's just one of those things that if I look at it objectively I the Packers look pretty decent so maybe they've got a chance of rising out of the NFC you know there's a there's a few teams where you look at and you go if they get on a run they've got a chance I think the books fall into that category as well especially with the guys they've got in the team you, know, you can never count unfortunately you can never count Brady out you know he is having a bit of an erratic year so far but, like, I think there's nobody I look at and go, yeah, the Steelers and Chiefs have got something to fear there. It feels like one of those years where whoever comes out of the AFC wins the Super Bowl, a bit like a few years ago when it was like whoever comes out of the NFC is going to win the Super Bowl. It's just yeah. it's a very cyclical yeah. thing, I think. Uh, we normally do a little yeah. bit on what we're drinking at this stage, uh, and I, I'll, I'll set the ball rolling. I am on a hot house lager. Um, I'm quite enjoying it. It's nice. I've had it before. Um, that's why I picked it, to be honest. Uh, it's not what I've had on the podcast, so uh, it's been drunk nicely in the rain's glass. Uh, Jamie, what are, you, what are you rocking this week? The Bud Light. Dilly, dilly. dilly. <laughs> um, we'll save Tom's to last because it might be a surprise. Uh, I don't know if you've got a drink, JP. I'm only on the water, I'm afraid. I'm a bit under the weather, although I would like to state for the record that it's not COVID. <laughs> Tom, so we're social Tom, distancing uh, on this podcast. We're okay. <laughs> Tom's, uh, Tom's had a few surprises on the recent week. You're in uh, for a treat this week. I, well, let me, let me, let me, what have you had so far? You've had Corona, uh, Corona, a couple of Coronas. I think you've had the odd Corona. What have you got this week? Are you ready? Go on. 
<laughs> it's a corona. <laughs> it's there. It's there. I'm still searching. I'm clinging. They will sign me one day. Like you need a there, guys. That, that is it. Can't lie. I'm sick of Tony Romo sitting behind his desk on a beach. Oh, can't be like, I know everyone likes Tony Romo, and I get the enthusiasm thing. But there's so many games that I watch that he commentates. So I'm just like, God, will you just shut the fuck up for five <laughs> minutes? Like, you need, what he needs to do is he needs to quit Corona, hand it over to me because I'll be much better, and then concentrate on his punditry. Then he so might be better. Could you Corona. imagine Chum trying to do adverts? I mean, I'll take about ten takes because he'll accidentally go, "Oh fuck, God, shit, but." <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's fucking that time, babies. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> The thing I wanted to ask JP is we've got obviously you know we've got the WhatsApp group chat and you, you're relatively new to it maybe a month or so now I think yeah not been uh, that long how how are you find it it's the most annoying I really like it actually <laughs> I find it hard not to wipe not to wind some people up <laughs> and I, I fucking love you for it I really JP is it you who's the massive Winston fan yeah, yeah. yeah unfortunately <laughs> that that I do not understand like it's the <laughs> I've sort of, I've took a deep breath and gone. Just don't respond, like because I, I just, I, I cannot state how little I rate Jameis Winston, and it's just like, no, just stay quiet. You don't know these people yet. <laughs> but no, I, I really like it. It's unusual to find a group of people that you can sort of discuss the NFL with. So it's quite nice to have that. Yeah, um, that's what we're trying to do. We really get. We we started it. I don't know, a couple of years ago maybe, and, and we sort of kept it to just a few of us that knew each other really. But this this team has taken off to the point where we've just sort of gone, you know what, let's add, add people that maybe one of us knows. See where and, it can take get us. more and more people in. And there's, yeah, and, and it, we've, we've all added people, I think, or we've certainly added, or most of us have added people. And it, it's As long as somebody sort of knows them, um, I'm not even that bothered if nobody knows somebody, yeah. as long as they're going to contribute. Uh, I think... Should we just send it? Should we just send it out on Twitter a link to it? Established, I think probably. Yeah, Um, (laughs) Yeah. you know, JP's an established member now, and and he's certainly one person that's very active in the group. And I I love that. Bones, Bones is fairly relatively new to it. I think Uh, this year certainly, and he's again, he's super active, and that's great. I love that. There's other people that are quite new who aren't as active, but uh, we've got Nick the Cowboys fan who does chip chip in with some stuff. And, and, and you think you touched on the other day, Tom, that Nick and Scott, they, they are both read back to a whole bunch of messages. <laughs> Every um, which, is, which is more than yeah. I do. If, I, if I've missed 100 messages, I don't read them. Yeah, I read like the last five or something, him. just see yeah. where the conversation yeah. was going. Um, to be fair, yeah. you, were almost, you were almost out early. You were almost out as quick as you were in, JP. <laughs> when you, when you, have, you started with the cane and... I had to let it stew and I oh, sat and I tried, oh, tried yeah. to ignore it and... and I, I couldn't. I couldn't leave it. <laughs> but, but you redeemed yourself. Yeah, well, so that I mean, that was the right. thing. I was like, oh shit, because I was like, I wasn't saying he was. I wasn't saying I didn't rate him. That was the thing. I was just saying he shouldn't have played in that game. So he wasn't fit. Like, I, I still maintain if he doesn't start that game, Spurs probably win it. And then, no, again, it's one of those things. The whole course of history could be different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I found that I did. I did laugh to myself, and I thought, do I push this or do I? I Actually, say what? Oh, I wait, if it's Tom, push it. Push it. <laughs> Tom's just stayed quiet for all fifteen, and then I, there was more and more text going, and I was like, I, sat, I remember I sat at my work desk thinking, 
Oh, no, just ignore it. And I remember I carried on and then I just thought, no, I'm going back to that message. <laughs> I can't leave it. <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot I'm leave bad it. for that. In, like, if you, especially NFL, because I've been following it such a long time. If I think I'm right, it's very hard to tell me I'm not. And it's like <laughs> yeah. one of those things where I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, just agree to disagree. No, I, I fucking can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... I've known Matt for long enough to now be experienced in that. So you're yeah, right. yeah. I, I mean, I'm not stubborn, don't you say that? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if people are listening, watching, whatever, and you want to be involved in a WhatsApp group chat, get get at us because it is it is funny. It's just a load of lads who mostly take the piss out of each other uh, or themselves, as Bones just started to do. Um, <laughs> and, Support Detroit. Uh, what uh, option do you have? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you do want to be involved in a WhatsApp group chat, just get get out one of us on Twitter, Facebook, over the freaking socials are I don't know anymore I've given up trying to remember them just type um, third so short pod on most of them just type third yeah, short pod it will come yeah, up just short. it's a picture of a guy doing this which yeah. lines don't know anything about because he didn't get a point this weekend <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean uh, I think we we had um, a couple of questions didn't we we sort of go on so is there anything you want to ask us JB uh, I can't think of anything to be spot, honest. I, I feel like I know. I, I know you guys. <laughs> what's that? I'm putting you on the I know, spot. Yeah, there. Do you well, have any questions? I, I feel like I know you guys. I feel like I know you guys' opinions pretty well now because I've been in the group for a little bit. Um, I find Tom very reasonable. I don't know if it's because the Giants aren't doing very well at the moment, <laughs> but like, I find them a more reasonable 49ers fan when the 49ers aren't doing very well. Well, when they're doing yeah. well, I can be a bit insufferable. So I was really bad. Tom and reasonable are not two words that I've been in the same sentence in the, in the time I've known him. Um, yeah, my true character is no, not in not. that group yet. It came out a little bit today. Uh, but yeah, it soon will because the Giants are on the up and I, I will be. I think he's going to be a good team as soon as Gettleman disappears. I think he's the guy holding mm. back at the moment. <laughs> I think you've, you've got yeah. the building blocks of some. I said that to one of my former the guy that used to be head coach of one of the teams that I coached is a Giants fan. I spoke to him after we played um, the Giants and I said, you're not a million miles away, but I don't see Gettleman doing it. Like it's going to have to be someone else, but I like Daniel Jones. I think I've said that in the chat. I do actually rate him. I know everyone's taking a piss about him falling over when he was like 30 yards clear of anybody. Which is understandable. So, listen, he has an option now. Either that follows him for the rest of his career or he wins like three Super Bowls and nobody ever mentions it again. Yeah. Go either I think way. Can't. It'll be mentioned forever, even if he wins a Super Bowl. I think, yeah, I could see some scepticism over the three Super Bowls comment. That was just a figure of speech. I'm not <laughs> hey, Eli won two. Eli won two. Eli won two. That is very, very. But yeah, it's funny how, like, again, it goes back to that chat before about Kaepernick. Winning a Super Bowl does change people's perceptions of QBs. Elway is now considered one of the best of all time because he won two Super Bowls right at the end of his career. Had they lost those two, would he be seen the same way? Then again, Marino is, and he never won one. So, but yeah. it, it's funny how, yeah, it's funny how it, cha- how, like, it changes perception and stuff. It's uh, like Andrew Luck, I mean... <laughs> What a short career, but what a player. Like, you know, oh, yeah. that that could have been so much different if they had a general manager that understood that NFL teams play with an offensive line. You know, that would that would have been I mean, I don't know how you get the job not knowing that fundamental, but there you go. That's that's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, excellent. Uh, yeah, we had a couple of questions, but have you got an edge? No, my phone's dead. 
Are you are you awake? Um, oh, are we keeping you up? Um, My phone's dead. Is that because if you, your missus is listening, that's why you're not replied? <laughs> or what, I've just landed you in it there. <laughs> no, it died. <laughs> so we had a question which was from uh, our good friend Gaz, who's in the group. Um, quite a good question, really, and I think um, I'll probably go to you first, JP, on this one. Uh, he's put, do you think the Bengals are going to use No Burrow as an opportunity to tank the season? And if you're in the position as GM or head coach, what would you do? Sign Kaepernick? Question mark. So I'll go to you first, JP, with the Kaepernick. Um, without getting political again, I doubt a team in Ohio is going to sign Kaepernick. <laughs> um, but if I was in their position, it's a bit like Tom said earlier, what, what have you got to lose? They're not really playing for anything anyway. Yeah. So to me, it's the ideal situation in a lot of ways. He can do an audition. He's never going to have the job because it's Burrow. Assuming Burrow comes back, which is another question mark. It sounds, and I hate to say this, but it sounds a lot like the Lattimore injury, if anyone remembers yeah. that, Marcus Lattimore. Um, I hope it's not because I really uh, enjoy watching Burrow this year. But, uh, but, yeah, I think I would, but I don't think they will. I think uh, I think they will probably take well, I mean... Who was it that started at the weekend? Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name. Someone help me out. Finley, yeah. Finley, that was it, yeah. I mean, if you're starting him, then you're basically saying the season's over. Uh, (laughs) You've got two quarterbacks that aren't very good if they want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like it probably doesn't hurt them if they lose what's remaining. They get another high pick and they can start getting weapons together for for Burrow. I think there's a sign of a good team. Or protect him, yeah, which... To be fair, they probably are going to have to do. They probably do need. But yeah, I think that's that's probably the way they'll go because why not surround your guy with, with talent as opposed to trying to win some games that are relatively meaningless, I suppose. Hmm. What do you do, Tom? Um, I mean, I'm the same as JP on the on the cat piece. I don't think anyone's going to touch him and I think he's wrong. Um, but yeah, you know, what have you... Like I said, you've got nothing to lose at all. Um, nothing to in regards to Bengals... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, why would you want to win? But like, but you, you look at it as well, and I don't know. For me, it's a PR piece. You know, you, you you're surrounded now with oh, Burrows. Is he ever going to come back? You know, is it a bad injury? Or what are the Bengals going to do without him? Get rid of all that stick. Let Burrows rehab in his own time, and have the PR piece of oh my god, these guys are taking the the chance on Cap, and you know they could have a look like heroes getting him. You know back his career back if he does well with them he gets the move or they could look like heroes that they give a guy a chance when no one else did and and you know didn't let the racists win um especially with all the blm stuff that's going on at the moment and again not, not to be political but that that's how you would dress it up um you know i think we spoke early on in the in the in the pod about i don't a lot of people out there say that teams wouldn't tank because you know no one goes out there to lose and and I do agree with that to a certain extent, apart from the Jets. The Jets, 100%, if you ever look at a team that wants to tank, it's the Jets. I mean, how many players did they let go or get rid of? Or even, you know, when and they, they finished the game with the Bucks, put them the in Patriots. a taxi anyway, to go. <laughs> and threw it away. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, they are tanking. But I don't think the Bengals will tank, but I think they will naturally lose probably the remaining games because they don't have the quality. So they'll be in a good position. But I wouldn't say that they're doing it on purpose. I think they will try and compete. That's going to fucking bite my nails <laughs> this weekend. But, um, yeah, I, you know, 
I think I think um, to me they they need more picks because I mean that whole line's awful, and you look at that as a direct cause of, of Burrow's injury. I mean, how many times has he probably flexed that? Um, MCL and ACL, he's probably done it a few times, you know, not to the point that he has this time, but then when was the straw that brought the camels back? And unfortunately it was two, 300 pound men yeah. landing on him and basically folded it in half. So it, it's probably a blessing for them. If Burroughs comes back fit, they'll probably look back, look back at it and go, well, happy days. You know, we managed to get a couple more good picks out of that. Um, but it's a big if how he, how he performs because he's got some good throwing power. Is he going to lose a bit of that? You know, in his leg, I don't know. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what I would do in in the Bengals' position. I think I'm sort of similar to to what you were saying. Until like they are actually going to lose most, if not all, of the remaining games. And I think, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of double it up with what what you said as well, JP. I, I probably would look at your options for next year. They're going to have. Probably a high draft pick, certainly top ten, maybe top five. Um, they're not going to pick a quarterback, but is Burrow going to come back? Well, I'd, pick a, I'd pick a quarterback just in case. At least you'll have two good quarterbacks. It depends if he does how bad come you back. think it is, doesn't it? It depends. Oh, yeah, on that. Uh, One thing they could do if they have a really high pick, of course, is trade it because there'll be a lot of teams trying to get up next year. I think yeah. because of the amount of yeah, quarterbacks. So maybe there's something there where they could, you know, they could maybe flip top, it. To drop the top three pick and get get a two later first round. Yeah. yeah so. And Mark said, didn't he? Is that there's a heavy? I mean, there's six quarterbacks he gave us, he, so he six they're gonna drop. Down, yeah. So there's a potential, but I don't think you do. I don't think you take the. They'll they'll know probably then. You'll probably know By how he's feeling. He'll be deep into his rehab, won't they? Yeah. Um. Or well, I don't. I mean, be ACL. You always look at forty players. Yeah, he's going to do an ACL. They never come back 100%. Yeah. Eight months metatarsal, isn't it, usually? So. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a killer. The, the other question, um, Gazad, <laughs> was um, also, can you talk about Jamie's prediction for <laughs> Jamie's Winston to throw 500 yards and four touchdowns? So I will just hand this over to you, Jamie. Um I, I, don't said, think me, I don't think me, Tom, or JP need to say anything about James. We, we no, can't really. Don't require. We can't really <laughs> discuss it because he didn't play. If he played, he would have done it. Yeah, but, but he didn't play. That he didn't play, so you have to put <laughs> that in. Let, let's have a look. Who was the last quarterback to throw 500 yards? I'm going to say probably to throw was five interceptions in a game. But he, he never threw five. He, he, he threw just, 30 interceptions in a season. Yeah, but not five in a game. The, in a season, there's 16 games. He yeah, did get to name, the last, game. name the last quarterback who did that. Records. Over 30 to touchdowns. Over 30 interceptions. That's <laughs> not a good record to have. <laughs> but you love to watch it. It's he did get four interceptions in one game because it was against us. I watched it. <laughs> Yeah. And it was getting to the point where I was expecting one to land on me on the sofa. He was throwing the ball that frequently to people in 49 shirts. So I was like, well, maybe I've got a shot, you know. Um, he is a shambles. The fact, a wild card player. He's not even a quarterback. I'm sure on fantasy, he's a tight end. Started in the quarterback position over him. What? Taysom Hill. Oh, you talking about Taysom Hill? Yeah, you, I think you're right. Taysom yeah. Hill is not listed as a QB. I think he could yeah. be a decent one with a bit of time, though. Yeah. 
especially yeah, with like Peyton. Like like anybody it. being coached by Peyton usually gets better, except Winston. What do you think is going through his head? What do you think is going through Winston's head? Like, <laughs> he's like... I'm telling you now, he is winning the Super Bowl. He is winning the Super Bowl at Raymond James, like he promised when he got drafted first round. <laughs> he is winning that I mean, Super Bowl. I things have happened, but... He yeah. is winning it with the Saints. No doubt. I mean, he might, he might and get he'll a throw the winning one and he'll catch it himself. <laughs> he I, get feel, I get the feeling Jamie's completely lost track of reality now, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you want to do now. <laughs> he's got to put him for ages. I, I love James Winston. He was our franchise quarterback. And again, Dan Jones is a complete wank, but you support him because he's your quarterback. It's the truth. He was our franchise. Him and Mike Evans had the probably one of the best wide receiver to quarterback partnerships in the NFL in recent history. Their link-up play was You know unreal. who Winston reminds me of? And I think JP might appreciate this. Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. Uh, <laughs> the guy he, who didn't even watch the tape he gave him because it was a blank tape. Oh yeah, it was the, the, oh, the blank DVD story. Yeah, yeah. that's one of my favourite things I've, I've ever read about. <laughs> Can you watch this, this bit of tape? Yeah, 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 really interesting. Yeah, blank. <laughs> didn't watch it. He, I can't he's think getting, of an obvious he's comparison. He's getting the, he got the touchdowns. Yeah, granted, he threw some interceptions as well. I say some, a lot of interceptions. <laughs> Just I as mean, many. He was pro bowler. He was like rookie of the year in his first year. And it was like... And look what happened to him. Unreal numbers he had. He was the leading pass, like passer last year. And he still threw 30 interceptions. How embarrassing yeah, is that fairness. for other quarterbacks if he's leading? And he's it's not. Many. It's not embarrassing at all. But anybody, anybody with a decent arm in Bruce Arians' offense is going to throw for a lot of yards because it's a lot of deep throws. And you know, fair enough. He, he did. A, he did have a. Let's say, let's be nice. A mixed season last year. If he could have cut out the mistakes, he would have had a very, he would have had a very good season. But he just put too many at crucial times. I would throw less interceptions than Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback. <laughs> throw him with my left hand. <laughs> the best thing, like I always say about it all as well, it was never a boring game watching Jameis Winston because you never know what's going to happen. He was he a great watch. I'll give you that. Eighty-yard, beautiful rainbow boom to Mike Evans. It was probably oh, more interesting it. to watch than Brady is. I'll I'll take that because Brady's <laughs> not Brady's not a guy other than when he had Randy Moss. Brady's not a guy you associate with like these tremendous downfield throws or anything. He's so not yeah, entertaining Winston... Brady. That's the only thing. Like he's reliable. Yeah, don't get wrong. That's probably what we need at the moment. Like in this, we'll go now. Yeah, but I mean, win now. But I mean, by that logic, a plane crash is more exciting than a normal <laughs> fight. But you wouldn't necessarily want one. Like <laughs> who's on it? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, I don't know where that came from. Uh, really that is fantastic. <laughs> again. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to be on again. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah. Jamie Winston is a plane crash. That is incredible. Yeah. That is the best analogy to... we've had on the podcast. Just to go back to the rookie of the year thing, the plane crash thing was while I looked it up, to be honest. It worked out better than I anticipated. I shouldn't ad-lib, should I? Um, I looked at some previous rookies of the year, and there were some good ones on there, but then there were some people, you know, Vince Young, Percy Harvin, Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen's quite good. No, I like He's Keenan. making it, yeah. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Keenan Allen. But yeah, th- like it's not necessarily an indicator of, uh, of future no. success. I think... Yeah, I think he did well to win it, and I think 
being objective. Movie, yeah. yeah, he was better than Mariota when I actually thought Mariota would be better, but I don't think he ever really landed in a situation in the NFL that suited him. Where is Mariota now? Back. You said he's, he's our backup, yeah. Eight, million, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight million dollars we've given him. Well, Frieden loves his quarterbacks, doesn't he? I'm sure he's got a museum somewhere where he keeps them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he was brought in to sort of put a bit of fire up Derek Carr's arse a little bit. But, well, it's, I guess it's, it's worked. worked. Uh, yeah. Mariota's been injured for most of the season. Now Nathan Peterman's our backup. Uh, or, or sorry, MV Peterman, as he's being called. Oh, my God, Peterman, what a player. I've never Horrible. seen a player melt down in real time before. That was, <laughs> that was I mean... Well, he, he's God. got the backup job over Mariota. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, I can understand, I saw a little bit of him in college, I can understand why Gruden likes him, but it's hard to rebuild a quarterback after after the first time you go on national TV and you do that. Like, w- what do you do next? You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard. That's, you know, that's sort of what happened to Kaepernick. He had one game where he threw, like, four interceptions for us, and then it never really came back after that. Once your confidence is gone, unless you're really resolute, it's hard to... It's hard to come back sometimes, but now look, I, I know, I know, I made the plane crash analogy, and I'm, I'm sorry because that's probably the end of the podcast. Oh, apologize. Um, I loved it, but I don't think Winston is that bad. It's just that he's not, never going to be a starting. In my mind, he's never going to be a good enough starter. <laughs> I can't wait till the end of their careers, and Jameis Winston is going to have more Super Bowl rings than Russell Wilson oh. and Derek Carr combined. Oh, that's bold. Weird. I'm going to put that. We're going to go with 10 years now, and Winston is going to have more than both of them. I mean, he's already James... one behind. He's one behind. Yeah, he's one behind Wilson. He should be two not... behind Wilson, but Pete yeah, Carroll's fucking stupid. He's not behind DC, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, and... I don't know. I think the Raiders will win one in the next five or six years. I think Gruden's been brought in with Mayock to have us win a, a championship. No, just to clarify your statement, I hope he has to play. Because I he, hope, he'll get a ring as a backup. I hope Raiders lose to the Saints in the Super Bowl now, just so James Winston <laughs> can do that. <laughs> it's no, horrible. You ain't reaching what it. We're all right. Do that every time is horrible. <laughs> and I think that is I'm probably a, a good place to end it, watching Jamie eat a W again. Um, listen, JP... Brilliant, mate. Thanks very oh, much. Really good time. Really Thanks, good guys. Um, definitely, you know, we've, we've said it to every guest. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed this one. And that plane crash just killed me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was fantastic. So, you know, we'd, we'd, lo- we'd love to have you back on. I don't know if Matt's, Matt's told you, but our plans in the off-season, we're going to try and get um, sort of like divisional episodes going. Um, so we've already got your name down, obviously, for the 49ers. Yeah, I'm totally up for that. Um, be brilliant and like I say great having you in the group it's, it's fantastic um, so anyone so you know listening... about the group as well just don't bother about holding back we can all take it we're all right don't worry if you want to go and talk Gaz about plane crashes no, don't Gaz, go in on Gaz just bite Gary it's fine yeah, yeah but I mean us all day <laughs> but I mean oddly <laughs> enough Tom. and I hope Matt can verify this because he's known me a long time I'm quite antagonistic and a bit of a wind-up merchant, but I also don't stick the knife in that much. Like, I do enough to get... I see myself as a Luis Suarez type without the racism. <laughs> I kind of do enough for someone to a kick off. A little bit of advantage. Yeah. Very the, much like um, the, the Joker leaving the hospital when it's on fire. Like, you've just, you've just thrown the match in <laughs> and you've just skipped off out of the way. 
that's that's a good i like that i might swap my analogy out for that one yeah i quite like that i do enough to like set the fire going but i don't actually stay there while it's still burning i'm just like yep see you guys you, you pour the petrol and light the fire and then you bugger off yeah <laughs> i do like that or, or you'll, you'll you'll pass someone an extinguisher as you're leaving <laughs> But yeah, so um, for those that you are, you know, that have continued to listen again, thank you very much. Um, you know, keep an eye out now. So 5th of December, um, we've had Claire on. Um, we are doing a giveaway with Claire. Um, it's a good giveaway to follow. I mean, all, all Claire's giveaways are great anyway, but this is even better because it's ours. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to pump it a bit more. Um, Claire may join us for sort of five or 10 minutes on maybe the next episode just to sort of give us a give you guys a bit of a heads up, a bit more detail. Um, it takes nothing but a simple follow and retweet on Twitter. Um, you, we need to get Claire to 13,000 as well. That'd be great. She's so close and, you know, uh, fans will benefit from that as well. So make sure you jump on it, guys. Keep an eye out. JP again, mate. Thank you very much. Absolutely brilliant to have you on. Oh, thank um, you. Like Matt normally says, can't be bothered doing all the, the sort of, tags because Jamie will post them so he's great at doing that one thing he is good at rather than his he's wisdom not really knowledge um, <laughs> yeah so look forward to Ron Porter um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah so with that thanks very much guys we'll, uh, we'll see you next week thanks guys